0: This week, we're talking all about why 9 to 5 is a thing of the past and how to make a day that works for you. Plus, it's the final week of our efficiency programme. All of that to come today on the Ruthlessly Efficient Marketing Podcast. I'm James Adam, here as always with my Ruthlessly Efficient colleague, Gary Lee. Looking forward to it, looking forward to making pointless Dolly Parton gags throughout the Seems almost guaranteed, doesn't it? So that's what we're here to talk about today. The first subject is why working 9 to 5 is a bit of a waste of time. And really it's about how you build a working day that makes sense for you and for your business. Because people have worked 9 to 5 since, you know, we, we looked back and it, was, it really came from something in 1940. Wow. I mean, that's a long time ago.
1: There's quite a lot of research for you, actually, as well. The, the yeah, Fair the, the, Labor Standards Act is what you was what you told me.
0: I did. I did a bit of googling and I did a bit of research, and that's yeah. Again, most unlike me, but uh, very impressive. But there it is. So yeah, it comes from this idea, I mean, it's built around American factory workers. That's how they they were working ridiculous hours, and they had to build something in to make them not have to work ridiculous hours. So that's what they decided that time, and we've just carried on. Everyone everywhere has uh, since you know since back then, and it's kind of. It's pretty outdated. And I think the last year or so has really brought this to a head, hasn't it? I think the the pandemic, coronavirus, everything everyone's being sent home, everyone's working from home. It's really changed the way people think about their day.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how the concept of where you work from actually seems to be the thing that's changing people's perceptions on times as well. Because by the fact that you're working at home, suddenly people think it's okay that people work slightly different hours. So someone gets up, starts working at eight rather than nine and finishes slightly earlier. People have, like, that hasn't blown their minds. Whereas if you were coming to the office and suddenly... And all sort of drib drabbing in at various times. Yeah, and that is a prime example of what very outdated leaders think is, oh, obviously they're strolling in at 10 o'clock. What the hell are they doing? Yeah, And then conversely, you've also got the guy that's finishing at 7 o'clock and everybody goes, oh, you must be working really hard. For all you know, the guy came in at 10 o'clock in the morning and he spent the last two hours sorting out his fantasy football team. I mean, it, it is about outputs, it's not about the times. But you're right, the fact that everybody's been working at home means everybody's suddenly cottoned onto the idea that where you work and the hours you work and how you fit them around everything else suddenly is, a, is it's a conversation. For the first
0: time yeah it's it's you realize that it's actually it's largely irrelevant and but i think it does it is a product of time and like all things when you work when you start a business you're a product of the way you were the way you came up or the way you were raised or the way you know the people you worked for and the companies you worked for before that and that that is very very hard to get out of and so i think as a as a business owner that's something that i certainly struggled with for a long time because i was i'd come up in agencies and businesses where you were there at nine o'clock in the morning and you were there late because if you were left, you know, nobody left before the owner left. No, no. Because you'd, you'd, you know, then you'd be marked up as a lazy, work-shy fop. Fop, uh,
1: nice. An an underused
0: word. I I think so, I think so. So, you know, so when I started my business, I was, had this thing, I had to be there at like 7.30 in the morning before anyone else got there. And I didn't like leaving before anybody else because I didn't want to think I was working lesser. And again, because I'd worked for people who I thought were lazy. I'd worked for people that I thought they didn't <laughs> they didn't work hard. And I didn't want to be that person. I wanted them to think that I was working... That mattered to me, that people that worked yeah, for me yeah. thought I worked harder than they did. And, and I should. The simple reality is yes, the absolutely. person that runs that business should work harder than they do. That's the reality, and I still believe that. But it was this arbitrary idea that... I had to get up really early and get out of the house and everything like that and that is just nonsense but when you dig into it the reason was actually a pretty sound one it was that at 7 o'clock in the morning till about 9 o'clock in the morning I didn't get any interruptions I got a huge amount done there was no customers no clients no people asking for my time and I was able to just barrel through stuff and get a lot done the the incorrect thing I did was then deciding to stay at work until 7 o'clock when the last sort of three or four hours of the day were super unproductive because I was tired. I was, you know, i had been at work for too long and I wasn't really very productive at all. And that, I think, is the bit that people are not not necessarily getting right, is thinking about that whole big picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, even, even to the extent of what, what stops you taking two hours, three hours off in the middle of the day? What stops you... It's this efficiency thing. I, I know we're coming on to efficiency later, but actually you can, as you say, you get in at seven, you get loads of stuff done, and then people come in and you spend some time working with them, that's normally quite productive, and you get things on, and you get to lunchtime, and then probably those two hours after lunch, you're useless, you're not really getting a lot done. So why not take a, you know, there are things that you would normally do in the evening, and I cite the example of just, just of yesterday, which is, I would always go shopping in the evening. There's loads of other people going shopping in the evening, doing their weekly shop. Well. I, yesterday it was just got to half past three. I'd picked the kids up, i brought them home. I might as well go and do it now. It's going to be a lot quieter. I'll get it done quicker. I'll come back. And that hour and a half I've just spent, well, I'll easily catch up and more because I'll carry on doing it in the evening. What, nothing stops you taking a break. It comes back to this concept of you've got jobs to do. I had a list of stuff to do. If I tick those things off, does it matter if I did two in the morning, four in the afternoon, one in the evening versus just sitting there from 9 to 5 until everything was done? Of course it doesn't.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm sorry to say this, Dolly, but working 9 to 5 is no way to make a living. It's just an outdated concept. There's no no two ways about it. Absolutely. So all that being said, it's not quite as simple as just going, everybody, just work whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Just do what you like. However many hours... You've got a list of things to do. Just see if you can get them done and then, you know, let us know if you do. Because that is, that way does lead to chaos. And the, the simple truth is that as a business owner, we're all super motivated. We know what we've got to get done and we've got to crack on with it. Not everyone feels the same way. And certainly as a business owners, we're naturally sometimes suspicious of all those that work for us and think they're all doing their washing in the you, middle of the day. You are very suspicious. Or they're going shopping uh, oh, yeah, in the, yeah, of the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you pointed out just there, proving my point <laughs> entirely. <laughs> Um, is it, hold
1: on, is this just, this whole podcast is a subtle way of pointing out that you don't think I'm working the correct
0: hour? I'm not entirely convinced you do any anyway. work. <laughs> no, <laughs> just on LinkedIn. Uh, no, uh, I'm not suspicious of people, but I think the simple truth is that there are some people, are some people that work harder than other people, and that yeah. is a simple fact.
1: Yeah, and like in fairness, is a conversation we had just last week with one of our clients who, who, are, who are returning to work. They... Want to make it more flexible, but they know there are people that that will basically take the mic, yeah. who will who will use it to just get. Oh yeah, no, I was this. I'm working these hours now, and then they won't actually work in those hours because no one's monitoring, knows what no one's what's happening. Yeah, it, it's going to happen, so you do need some rules around it. But the point being. It is different rules with different circumstances and also you've got to fit to your business because every business is different
0: yeah and it's not you know and that might not be super fashionable to say so because currently that everyone likes to say everyone should work whenever they jolly well fancy but you do have to build in some <laughs> rules to the process or, or that way lies chaos but the answer is to think about what you do as your business so the fir- the first job is what do you do who do you serve who is your customer and when does your customer need to be able to access you so you build rules around that, of course, because if there every customer, I'm sure, would love to access us all at any given time in the day, but that isn't realistic. But if you're, you know, if you're a shop and people come to visit you, and you're always quiet between nine and ten, but you've got people coming in at six o'clock and there's a queue. Of people outside the door, as you're trying to shut the doors and stop people coming in anymore, then maybe you need to think about when your hours are. Maybe you need to shift them back a bit. Same deal if you're a service business and you're dealing with clients, but they want to do a, they're at work between nine and five, so you will have to make sure you've got cover during that period of time. So, the first thing is think about your business and think about your customer, and, and ultimately, as we always say, think like your customer. When do they want to be able to deal with you? Because that's how you start. So, how do you make sure you've got cover in that area?
1: It's interesting. You go. You you, you you mentioned the example, which I think is a really good one on this, around developers. You, you When do you actually need your developers? Because, again, it's not a company-wide policy. So, if, if your development team are actually, or well, let's say development team, but look, the frontline team who are there fixing bugs, chances are, first thing in the morning, there's no bugs because they come about as your customers get online and start doing things. So, you start understanding their working patterns and basically say to them, okay, well, we do want someone in during those hours, but we don't need all of you in in that time. So let no, what who wants to work when, and you start building up. I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of rotors per se, but you can start building up. We, we always used to build up the thing that our customers expected us to be available between eight and eight. That was always our rules. But we knew the majority of customers didn't start work till nine. They didn't get most of their problems until 10. And most of them were gone by five. So we didn't need, it's not like we needed a full team eight till eight. So you start, as you say, you go back to thinking not your customers, When are your customers most likely to talk to you and what are they going to talk about as well? That's the other thing because it's not all teams that need it all the time. You have to start building out this picture of how your business works so that your coverage covers what you need rather than you almost end up doing it the wrong way around. You go, this is where my people work, so I'm going to make my customers i going to solve their problems during these hours yeah. rather than going, dear customer, what is it you expect? Okay, I will make my business fit around
0: that. Well, how many times have you seen, you know, get your, get your report in by X time and it will be dealt with that day? Like, that's totally the wrong way around to yes. do it. Whereas if you actually stagger that time properly, you can get a lot more done. And so, you know, as, as you rightly said, we often found that with, you know, with my agency, we would get a lot of inquiries and a lot of work would come in first thing in the morning. But actually the people doing the work we're often pretty quiet at the very start of the day. And then you get to the end of the day and people are having to work late because there's stuff needed by deadlines and all that kind of stuff. And so that's just totally wrong. So the answer is just shift the day later. That's the that's yeah. when the core hours of the work needs to be done. Or again, if it's not the sort of work that needs to be done that day, then you do allow yourself more flexibility. And that means then you can offer the people the opportunity to shift their time. So. Like we said, the first thing is to understand when your customers are there, what your function is, and what hours of the day that function needs to be served. Because that has to be the first, uh, the first thing you think about. But the next thing you've got to think about is the people. And it's about you as a business owner. It's about uh, your team and understanding how they work best. Some people like working better at different times of the day. What's your kind of, when you think about your day, Gary, when's, when do you find that you're most productive?
1: I, I I like to get quite a bit done early doors. Um, I then find I am a bit of a. I'll get up, I'll do a bit of exercise. That will give me some energy, and that will probably boost me through a couple of hours. And then I'll flag around eleven o'clock. I'll be honest with you. I'm always thinking about what time am I going to be doing lunch. I don't know why. It never used to be like that. But ever since ever since I've been, I've started working much earlier in the mornings. I do. I start thinking about lunch early. So from about eleven, I'm flagging. And then, and then straight after lunch, I'm not super productive. And then I find I normally get into a bit of a rhythm. And then, of course, the are going to pick up the kids, which destroys the day. I mean, don't get me started on the fact that uh, my, I, my day is ruined by the fact that... Uh, let me rephrase that. My day is not ruined by picking up my darling I children. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love picking up my darling children. Actually, it's one of my highlights of my day. But what it does, it, it comes at probably one of the most my most productive moments. So if I was able to, and unfortunately I'm not at the moment, but if I'm able to... I'd actually switch things around so that I was dropping the kids off and someone else was picking them up because swapping around would be more productive
0: to to how my work. Well, it's a, that's again that's the function of your job, which are, of which is you you, know, both you running to, a business and, and also being a parent. And exactly, all other and,
1: it, and it does come back to the. I, I was thinking of when you said it earlier, and although I wanted to bring it up now. This whole thing—it's not a very fashionable thing to say—that we can't just say do whatever you want whenever you fancy it because that is like people have this great and, and I get sick of it the amount of people and I know actually it's Netflix now that's the example but it used to always be oh well, Google's one of the uh, largest company in the world they just run it on this whole thing of people do whatever they want that is a total crock of crap I'm sorry you can cut that one for the clips I, tell I might you. Absolutely. have to this will
0: be an adult orientated podcast but, if you use your potty mouth
1: but but, but this whole this whole fallacy that google just basically says they're working force work whenever you want do whatever you want it's all cool don't worry about it man it's absolute nonsense like it's the classic it's also like the google's 8020 rule Like what people will say, yeah, what Google says is 80% of the time, you've got to work on the Google stuff and 20%, you just make it up yourself. That's not what actually happens. What happens is you do 120% of your hours in the 80%. And then if you aren't completely knackered, they'll allow you to do some other stuff whilst you're on their premises. And because they've got some slides and some lovely, don't get me wrong, it is a lovely place to work. There are some lovely features. I've been into the London office. I've obviously not been to the one in in San Francisco, but it, it is this dream that basically these, tech gods have just allowed everybody to work whatever hours they want. You know, if they want to do two true, hours the, a day, um, it's fine. And that's Netflix has taken that over with the whole idea of...
0: The speaking, unlimited holidays and stuff like that. Where no one ever no one ever, is, takes. Is no one ever takes the holidays. So <laughs> yes.
1: it, it, it's, it's brilliant PR, but, you know, you want to be flexible. We all want to be flexible because we know staff are going to be more productive. Yeah. But you do have to fit around your business.
0: Yeah, the reality is you can't come in and say, well, do you know what, I'm most productive between 3am and 4am but that doesn't matter because <laughs> the business isn't open and you can't work then so I'm really sorry and that just you, you know again the, the, the function that your business delivers has to come before but the next thing to do is to consider the individual and say you know the same and, and I think you, you know, to touch on what you said before about we start work at 7 o'clock in the morning and the idea of starting work at seven o'clock in the morning, which is two hours before nine o'clock, sounds fairly normal. But the idea of finishing work at three o'clock in the afternoon, which is two hours before, yes. you know, sounds like you're finishing work at lunchtime. Yeah, that sounds yeah, completely yeah, insane. Yeah. But that's totally fair. That's that, that is. That's how ridiculous the idea of you know this starting early, finishing early is. And
1: you, you've actually got you know you do that a couple of days a week. You start at seven in the morning, you know, and you pick the kids up, and then you you or not, you might pick one or two things up. But the idea is. You're not going to work
0: after yeah, three o'clock. Yeah, and that is the kind of that's the logic, and that's something that again that this this situation forced that on me because we you know our kids used to go into after school clubs and do things like that they don't anymore, and since we've been doing this for a little while we just haven't gone back. We could go back to that way of working again, but we just haven't because actually that gives me two days of the week where I spend a bit of extra time doing stuff with them, helping them with their homework, doing whatever it is that needs to be done, and. That's fun, like I enjoy that as well and I, and I did start work earlier, so it's not like I haven't made up my hours that day, and I think that's this idea that mm. you you know it, it is still challenging because I think I probably am more productive in that back half of the day like you are, where that back bit is you know is quite productive, so losing that can be quite difficult, and actually, from a function of my business, a lot of things come in at that time, so there is that slightly challenging process where you have this bit well you know, there's a bit of time where people want you but actually that's just about managing expectations as well it's about communicating when you're available making sure it's clear when you are and most people in this day and age do not have an issue with that most clients will not have a problem with saying no "No, i pick up my kids on a wednesday and a thursday or a tuesday and wednesday and that's it so i'm not really available then and most people are fine with that
1: yeah yeah no no i completely agree
0: so and that goes for your team as well and it's a simple process to then talk to them understand when their preferences are to work, and yeah okay, you can't accommodate absolutely everything, but you will find that there are a lot of opportunities to to accommodate a lot of different people because you know we've we've often found that where you know we needed to cover certain core hours, but some people liked starting when starting work early, and some people liked having a line and didn't were happy to work till late and and generally, I find it sort of balances out most people are quite you know one or the other, so you end up still covering those most important things but you also have to think about the stuff that you need to do, like the collaboration because it isn't just about, I think there's also this idea that, I think us all working separately and us all working from home has created a bit of a slightly isolationist view of the way we all work, so I know the way I like to work so I'm going to work that way, and again yeah. that this image of people dropping in and dropping out at, at the time that most accommodates them it, it's quite selfish and you have to think about the rest of your team and the the way that they need to work together so it's no good having if everyone needs to be collaborative at a certain point in time you need to make sure that everybody's in at that certain point in time or everybody's online at that certain point in time but set those meetings set those occasions at at those times when there is a confluence of people all in the same place or all available to talk about stuff
1: and and you know without going on we're not going to go on another rant but Make sure there's an agenda for those
0: meetings, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not just a general coffee and a catch-up. No. We wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want that. No. And the end result of that is, once you've got that structure, and we're saying that it's an eight-hour day, a seven-and-a-half-hour day, it doesn't have to be. That's the beauty of it. You can say your day can be six hours. There's plenty of research that says a four-hour day is more productive than a eight-hour day. There's plenty of examples of people that... There is, I'm sure there's is, is there is there really? Is Maybe there? not research. There's plenty of gurus that tell you they work four hours a day. I haven't yet I haven't yet experienced that. In my experience, a twelve hour day is about the sweet spot. But, uh, but I've heard of people say this magical idea that you can get all your work done in four hours. It's,
1: it's like the four day week. Loads, loads of people tell me that the four day week will make us more, more productive. I mean, I'm not sure how, but okay. I don't know how I would get
0: everything done. But anyway, I don't know. But I'm sure there is a solution to it. But, you know, if you've solved that, if it's, you are someone listening to this that does four days a week, four hours a day, good on you. and you're absolutely nailing it, tell us about how yeah, you're it. Yeah, yeah. We, we we want you as a guest on this yeah, show, I so so,
1: so ring in. Ring I'd, in. Who's going to <laughs> ring in? <laughs>
0: that <It's
1: not laughs> hilarious if someone rung <laughs> right now asking that. That would make. My day, like but that. like we
0: have some sort of old school radio show.
1: I was, what I was going to say to, to end on that the thing was just that the, the, what we used to call that we just call it an adult policy. There's, there isn't a set policy on what flexible time was or or working places. It's, it's, it's treating people like adults, so it's having conversations. Going right, the opening of this conversation is we're going to ask you for your opinion. It doesn't mean you get everything, and you don't get to go and salt because you said is you know I want to work two in the morning till five in the until like one in the morning, whatever. I've lost the concept of time um, but it doesn't matter that you don't get everything the whole point is you're consulted on it and we'll try and get the best out of everybody by listening to what they've said and then you work out the best thing that works for the company overall
0: yeah exactly and that's, that's and ultimately the best thing for the customer overall nice no, I mean that's a
1: beautiful way of ending they are the hero aren't they after all <laughs> you should write a blog about that
0: alright well that's that's it next thing is to talk about efficiency. And this I can't believe after eight wonderful weeks... You're going to be sad, aren't you? We're coming to the end of our... I wonder what we're going to talk about in the second half of the podcast, that's for sure. But I... uh, (laughs) But, yes. uh, We can still
1: talk about it. I'll just ask you how you're getting
0: on. Yeah, I think it is an interesting one. Yeah, well, let's talk a bit about... About how I'm getting on, because we can, we can sort of wrap this up a little bit as well at the same time, can't we? Well,
1: yeah, we can do. Do you know what? Let's talk about the subject because it nicely leads us on, to, at the end of the subject, it will lead you on to talk about how you've got on because the subject is all about focus. All right. So it's about how, you know, and fo- part of that focus is have you been following, you know, have you been sticking to the rules? Have you been, you know, is, if, if, if you turned your, li- don't do it because it will destroy the mic, but if you suddenly turned your uh, inbox around and I had a look at it, would it look as nice as I want it to look? Or have you slipped back to the bad days? And I know for a fact that you'll show me the 33% inbox, which is probably very good, and you won't show me your cunning plan inbox, which mm. isn't so good.
0: I'd say that's a pretty fair description of the situation that we find ourselves good. in, yeah. Good. Okay. Um,
1: but the, my, my, the point around focus, so there's two sides to focus. One is so that I can just have a rant about multitasking. And uh, this podcast does seem to be turning to me moaning about things. But let, let's not. Let's start with a positive thing, which is it's about turning off distractions it's about when you're working on something working on something and i'm not talking about the multitasking side of it it's just having it's just having less distractions it's, it's, it's the basics to start with I, and i've said this in other podcasts about different subjects but unless you're in an environment where you're responsible for a, you have to respond to an email within seconds and all they you do know, and there are scenarios and jobs where you have to do that so that's absolutely fine but that isn't the same for most people when you sit down and go, let's say you've got to write a piece of content, as an example, turn your email off. So then you don't get that little icon come up because we can't, we're all the same. We're all guilty. I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm, I'm talking to you now and I'm looking down and I can see I've had some emails because I should have turned that off thick, but I'm not looking at it because I'm, I'm being very mature. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I love you as a customer uh, and as a listener, so I, I am not tempted. But the reality is when you're working, you get stuck as you're working through, and you look for excuses, and that's an easy excuse. An easy excuse is to check your email. That's is one of the easiest ones. Another one is just your social media. You know, people have alerts set up. Half the biggest problem is your phone. I mean, your phone is probably your biggest distraction you've got. Is is your social yeah. media alerts are coming up? Oh, is there, it you know, somebody, there's a buzzes and somebody send a me a message on here. Oh, I've got a tweet coming. So oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just I'm just going to check. Oh, and that's it. You're off. You suddenly broke distraction. We talked about this before. This wonderful study that we always go on about. That it takes you, you know, it takes you over ten minutes to refocus on a task, and so as soon as you get distracted, you, you're lost. So focus is such an important thing for efficiency.
0: It's, it's a really good point you make there, actually, about the two different types of distraction. There's the the distraction that jumps into you, like so. There's the there's the alert, there's the email pop up, there's all those kind of things. But then there is the moment where you struggle a little bit with a with yes. the task you're doing, where you get like halfway through and you think, oh, I've got a little bit I need to have a think about this bit. And it's, it's in those moments, actually, that I think are almost harder because you can turn off. You can turn off your phone, you can turn off your emails, you can turn off those alerts and you can get yourself out of those. But it's much harder to turn off a habit, which is just to say that you get, to a, stu- you get a little bit stuck and you think, well, I'll just go and check Facebook. I'll just go and check something else for a minute. I'll just go and do something else. And, you know, and you've said before, there are arguments for taking a moment when you get a bit stuck. Moving on, taking a break, and those kind of things. But it's we're not really talking about you're two hours into a project, take a break. We're talking no. about you're ten minutes into a project and you've hit a bit of a bump in the road. Yeah, go and, and you, have a little fiddle about on something else.
1: And there are ways of of distracting yourself. And, and that's that's the classic thing of if you're stuck on something. It's, we the, we use the example of the scrambled eggs, which is back to the yesterday by Paul McCartney, and let's not go all the way back there. But the whole point being. Just put a placeholder in and then move on to the next thing. That's quite different from, as you say, oh, it, it isn't. It isn't. And the reality is, ninety-nine times out of hundred, it's not because you're stuck. You're bored. Yeah, that's the bored. reality. It's bored. And we've all done it. And I am. You know, I write a lot of stuff, and I do get bored sometimes on a subject. Oh, I'll Go and do another one. And I, and th- that isn't going to help you. That isn't going to get it done because you're you are then nicely segueing, you are then entering the world of multitasking you're trying to do multiple things at once because i then start going well i'll leave that i'll leave that it's if i if i got bored on a subject and then stopped it completely for an hour and went off and did another task completely absolutely fine that's efficient that's focusing on the job you should be doing the problem is people don't do that they multitask they go I'll leave up my, uh, I'll leave up that blog, and I'll come back to write a bit more about that in a second. And I'll just go and check a few tweets, and then I'll just check my emails, and then I'll, just, and then then I'll flip back and I'll just try and write something. and No, I'm still bored of it, and I'll go off and do something else. Every time you've done a switch there, you've lost two or three minutes. Over a day, you've lost thirty minutes. Over a week, you've lost two and a half hours. Over a month, you've lost ten hours. I'm doing all of these That's mental arithmetic. It's amazing. No, yeah. I'm not using spreadsheets, people. I promise you, or a no. calculator. Um, But the whole point is, just doing that little bit of faffing around, you suddenly lost over a day a month. And that is the single biggest thing that frustrates me about efficiency, is multitasking. This whole fallacy that, you know, oh, I know, I know. And the classic, it's, it's a reverse sexism. Oh, women can multitask and men can't. No, nobody can multitask. It is physically impossible to do two tasks at the same time.
0: To the same quality. To the same quality. I think that's the key. The
1: point being is that, and it's just simple math, if you do one task fully focused and you can do it in five minutes, and you do another task fully focused, you can do it in five minutes. If you do the same two things at the same time, task one is going to take you more than five minutes, task two is going to take more than five minutes, so you end up taking longer. By trying to do the same... Yeah. Two things and the, at the, and same the truth
0: time. is, if you're doing two if, two... if those two things are writing two different articles, you aren't actually doing them both at the same no, time. No, and you're
1: also going to make you're, mistakes.
0: Unless you're an octopus, in which case you've got two... You're Jean-Michel Jarre yeah. and you've got two keyboards going all at the same time. Then, you know, I don't know how else... I don't know yeah. how people are multitasking No, I, I mean, again,
1: you've... You know, an octopus playing Jean-Michel Jarre is a very... I mean... Not really on for the kids, but um, that is a very good example Google of uh, yeah <laughs> Google use uh, Jomjoshar, not the octopus. I don't think an octopus has ever played Jomjoshar. Just to be clear, but I d- yeah, that is an example of of where it does work. But generally, no. You you will be more you will be inefficient by doing it. You will make more mistakes, which makes you even more inefficient, and ultimately you'll you won't do as good a job. Fact. Yeah, And that is as far as I'll go, because
0: otherwise...
1: I mean, we could have done a whole podcast on multitasking, and we won't, because no one wants to listen to me go on that long.
0: One, I've got a really good app. And you know I have a good app for everything.
1: Uh, You love an
0: app. And I've got a good app, and it's called Focus. And it is a really good app. And when you need to focus, you turn it on. And what it does...
1: I don't don't know what you're going to tell me. I'm already hating it.
0: You turn on (laughs) the Focus app. You need to focus. What it does, if if you load up your email, or you load up a website you go to go to a different social media website instead of loading the website it just gives you a motivational quote and sends you on your way it sends you back to the task you are working <laughs> what
1: on What a dreadful uh, please <laughs> tell me this nope. is a free this is a free app i don't
0: know where i got it from but it's well, it's wonderful it just says nope nope nope. you can't <laughs> no you're not welcome here Aww. get back to whatever it was you were doing get back to it and carry on and then uh, back i go back i drift and uh, it works i mean does it I don't know, I haven't used it for ages. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that may sum it up, really. But I quite that's like, how useful it is. I quite yeah. like the idea of it. Yeah, okay. A classic. I, that's a nice idea that is not going to ever work. But well, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like my watch continually telling me that I should breathe. You well, know? I do that
0: all the time as well. Yep. It's like, what, like, do you breathing. think
1: I've not been breathing for that since the two really? hours ago
0: that you last reminded me? I'm not sure that it's in the spirit of what it's talking about, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I think you might have misunderstood what your watch is asking for. Right?
1: I think we know by now that I've not really utilised more than five no, percent no. of what's possible with my watch. I think
0: that's probably true. Probably true. All right. So what? So we're not multitasking.
1: So we're focused, and, then, and so that, so that, that really was the whole thing. Was about focus. It was about getting rid of distractions, focusing on the job, and getting a job done, and moving on to the next one, job by job by job. And I think you know, as we said, the interesting thing to end on is just, you know, if you. We focused on, each week we focused on a different task. We talked about clearing the inbox, about planning your day, taking the stress out of what you're doing, communication being critical and how how you actually avoid mistakes as much as anything. Um, Reviewing all your processes to make sure they're hugely efficient. um, Working on the right things, so prioritisation, delegation, everything else. And of course last week we had the lovely topic of to-do lists and planning. Out of all that I'm curious out of all of those things which have you found the most useful because there are things in there that I think you you're already very good at so which which did you find the most helpful
0: I think the uh, the early stuff on getting your emails I mean that I find that getting control of your inbox or and really that's really about getting control of wherever most of your requirements and requests come from isn't it It that could be customer service it could be your facebook page i I know
1: i know people i used to work with who basically needed that sort of attention on their slack because it was just yeah uh, exactly seven thousand slack channels
0: same sort of situation and that and it's, it's taking control of that because that probably was my biggest the biggest cause of stress which in turn was the biggest cause of most mistakes, yeah. the biggest cause of most wasted time was looking for those things and not getting them done and so on and so forth. It, am I perfect? Is it perfect? No, is anyone? I'm not entirely sure they are. But yeah. there's definitely work still to be done, but it is a constant process. And I think that's that's really what it's about. It's not about spending two days trying to get it sorted. It's about gradually getting to that point and being able to keep it at that Smaller point. Smaller
1: and often, Small and often.
0: Yeah, and... I think plan you know we talked a lot about it today, planning your day and, and building a daily structure it's again it's something that I'm continually working on and i haven't again I haven't nailed it completely yet, but really trying to understand how long something's going to take, build a structure around a day that works for you so that you get your your most productive in the right times that's been another thing that I think has really uh, has really worked for me and just accept not not requiring more of yourself like accepting how long it's going to take to do something and not constantly feeling like oh I should be doing something else right now I wish I'd got this done faster and being constantly in this kind of idea that you're in a deficit and it comes back to your to-do list again which is about not putting too many things on your to-do list so that you can't get them done and you always feel like you didn't finish it yes whereas an example you you just said this to me this morning where I had a to-do list and I actually had finished everything on my to-do list by two o'clock in the afternoon and then I was able to build in some more things so you yeah. feel good at it like by two o'clock in the afternoon yeah, yeah. you feel like you're crushing it you've got everything done now i'm on to the next things happy days whereas if you've got a long to do list the reality is you probably end the day thinking i oh, didn't get everything done yeah. shrug shrug Absolutely. shoulders go down and that's you, know, and, you start and, your next day with who the are same thing
1: unmotivated because all that does is unmotivate you people people who are motivated are, are just not as good at their jobs
0: yeah so i think those are the things for me and i think you know i would I would say to anyone that's going going through the process, anyone that thinks they wish they were a bit more efficient with what they do, this is a it's a process. You have to follow it, but you do need to be consistent at it. You've got to keep plugging away at it and it's not easy. It's really not. And especially if you're somebody who like me is not naturally necessarily an organised or efficient person, somebody that does see the shiny thing and wants to go off and do that. And that's the you know, that's often my biggest challenge is not Jumping on the next idea that I want to do, or looking at something, or oh, you know, as you said before, it's getting bored. That's what. Yeah, yeah, know, absolutely. The reality is, a lot of the time, the reason I don't stay on something for long enough is because I'm bored of it. And by giving it the time and saying you've got to, you've got to spend this time doing it, it sort of forces you to focus and forces you to to stay the course and get that thing done and move on to the next one. It's fully ticked off, not half ticked off. Indeed, indeed. So I think we're going to pull this together into a into a proper list of everything that you can do. So that yep. you know, but I would encourage you to go back and have a listen to some of the previous uh, episodes, learn a bit more about it, and I think we will pull these together into one separate.
1: Yeah, we each one's been written up into its own separate article, which you can you know gives a bit more detail than we've talked about in the podcast. But yeah, I think maybe we'll put together a, a sort of a, a five day challenge style um, event to to sort of help people who, who who do want to just follow an actual process because a lot of people just you can listen to stuff and you can hear people talk about it but actually sometimes people just want to be given a process to follow
0: mm. yeah i think that's it i think that's certainly uh, that that's part of what's helped me is having an actual process to follow by the numbers do this then do this then do this then do this and by the end of that you absolutely are going to be more efficient brilliant well thank you again for joining us as always uh, we'd love it if you would give us a follow uh, piece of news from the last week or so it's not subscribe anymore don't subscribe to our podcast people think subscribing costs you money and it doesn't cost you any money at all it's absolutely free so what we want you to do is follow us on your podcast app of choice so download your app wherever you're listening to this That's right exciting. now give us a follow uh, and that would be wonderful and we'd massively massively appreciate that and share it with somebody else that you think could use and a bit of ruthless efficiency in their lives
1: absolutely and do do leave a review Those those help other people find it.
0: They absolutely do. They absolutely do. Well, until next time, thank you for joining us. And as always, keep your marketing ruthlessly efficient. Goodbye.